Welcome to Exploring the Industry, where we find out what God's doing in the entertainment world. I get to interview Christians from various entertainment industries. They share their stories of faith and transformation with you and I. I'm hosting people from many different backgrounds to share what God is doing and where he's shown up most in their lives and their careers through their highs and lows. We're believing to influence the narrative of how Christians perceive what God's doing in the entertainment industry around the world. If a picture is worth a thousand words, their story is worth a thousand sermons. Come join the conversation and welcome to the show. God awakened the desire to do makeup in Lauren Lancaster when she was a young girl. When she became a Christian, God began to show her her calling to serve the entertainment industry through makeup artistry and how it would give her an audience to hold the heart of people, not just do their makeup. She moved to Los Angeles out of faith and she had her first break on the show American Idol when it was in its highest viewed season as a makeup assistant. She was even featured on the show as a makeup artist, which became a catalyst for an ongoing career and she has been doing makeup in the entertainment industry represented by one of Hollywood's most elite agencies ever since. Serving in celebrity and commercial makeup, she has stories of God working behind the scenes in a powerful way, and she now inspires and trains others in the makeup industry as well. Join us today on Exploring the Industry with Lauren Lancaster. Welcome to Exploring the Industry today. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm so excited that Yay! you're here, Lauren. Yes. This is our friend, Lauren Lancaster, and Lauren, we've been friends for, we were just talking about over 15 years. Yes. This is my wife's best friend, and we yes. wanted to have you on, not just because you're close friends, but mm -hmm. because... Your story is amazing. Like, I mm. love that you're a makeup artist in the entertainment industry. And I love that you didn't start out that way, that you didn't you didn't have a big support network around mm -hmm. you to go into it. And you yeah. were raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Woo, Vegas, Crazy, baby. wonderful Vegas. Yes, yes. So take us on this journey and, and tell us, like, how did you become a makeup artist? I mean, I know this story, but I think a lot of you are going to love this story because we don't think of God positioning people behind the scenes to be in front of someone's face yeah. for hours at a time. Yeah. And speaking life or speaking, you know, his heart into their, mm -hmm. and their very existence period. And so yeah. take us on that journey. Okay. Well, I want to say that just being on the show is really fun because we've known each other for yeah. so long. And I think what's crazy is my journey with makeup started with an encounter with God that started with you. So Which I love and that's why I had you because yes. I wanted to make sure that all things come back to me. <laughs> Easy. Done. No, I think um, living in Las Vegas, there's not an industry like there is here at yeah. all. So I just from a very young age always loved makeup. I get this question all the time, like, how'd you get into makeup? And I've always loved it. It's all I've ever wow. loved. And creating that space for people for them to feel good about themselves and I have had friends since reach out to me and say, I remember you teaching me how to do my eyeliner and my highlighter. And so it was just natural all the time. Always like natural. Like even in high school, you're like <laughs> yes. doing makeup for all the girls. Yes, so I was like... always getting in trouble for just doing makeup in class when I should have been learning. <laughs> so that's real. Oh, and laughing too loud. One or two things. That's awesome. Um, but I was working actually in the casino business. I worked at Caesars Palace um, and I loved it. I mean, I loved, loved, loved my job. Wow. And I think what's interesting is Number one, I was not raised Christian at all. So I lived quite a colorful life. <laughs> um, I was just so lost. I was so lost. And when you're lost, you can't connect with your God intentions. Yeah. It's like, at least for me, it was nearly impossible. I thought all that I have is what's in front of me, which is I had a great job. I didn't finish school. I didn't go to college. Um, I was making great money. And, and money I, was a big deal in your family too. Yes, yes, like, money was a big deal. Didn't you have mm -hmm. an uncle or someone said like you'll never make money doing this? Makeup, yeah, yes. What I had, I had expressed when I was much younger wanting to do hair and makeup or at least makeup specifically, and I will never forget my uncle saying, "Oh my gosh, you will be an underpaid psychologist. Don't ever do that. Oh, an underpaid therapist. Don't yeah. ever do that." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" So I joke around now that I'm like, "I'm a very well paid therapist, actually." <laughs> so. Around the age of 19 and 20, I remember my life felt the darkest it had ever felt. And I felt mm. so lost and sad. I felt really sad and really hopeless. And I didn't know why because every coping mechanism I had leading up to that always worked. Um, and I met a woman at a nail salon who invited me to a Bible study. And oh. I remember at the time I was like, ew, there is no way I'm going to a Bible study. I'm way too cool. <laughs> I am the cool girl. I don't go to Bible study. And about a month later, I woke up and I thought, I have to go to that Bible study. And it was at that church in Las Vegas, at that women's Bible study, that I gave my life to Jesus. Mm, thank God. Oh, thank the Lord. And I can honestly say it was like the <laughs> the conversion of Saul where like scales fell off his eyes. I will never forget the next morning waking up saying, my gosh, I feel like the sky is blue for the first time and the grass is green. I and love that. 
I had no prior knowledge of Christ at all in, in that way. And I truly felt new. And I was in such a loving, incredible church. And I stayed really close to these women because I had no other example in my life, in my home so you're life. you're still friends with them now? Even yes. Even like you're here in LA. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. They are yeah. like my parents, like these people, these women that I met. Yeah. So through that journey of becoming a Christian and really starting to identify which, with my worth, and what God has called me to was major for me to mm. be where I am today. And that led me to um, to really come to hear you speak 15 years ago. And I'll never forget, it was a creative conference. And I always secretly felt creative. But don't forget, I was still an executive assistant in a very high position at Caesars Palace. Yeah. I was 23. Had a phenomenal job. I won like employee of the month. I mean, I killed it. But there was something inside of me that knew I wanted more, but it took such a major leap of faith because I had no training, no family support at all. And honestly, I hadn't even voiced it out loud because I was embarrassed that I wanted to do this. I don't know why. I'm like, it's not embarrassing. But when you when something's so close to your heart mm -hmm. and feels so precious, it feels scary to say it out loud well and i think so many people aren't nurtured in their true calling because yes. we're i mean some of you are like go to college become whatever the career is in front of you yeah. that's practical yes and this is not necessarily a practical career and most people wouldn't wake up one day and say i can i have an abc process on how to pursue yes. this it's a very scary thing to pursue yes. because it's you know are you just going to make it yeah. in some sort of entertainment career and yeah. so I, I can understand a lot of the fear especially if it wasn't grounded yet in your spiritual identity yes. mm -hmm. it was just something you loved <clears throat> yeah and you couldn't see it as like a calling so to speak or an assignment from yeah. God. so that makes sense exactly and especially i had such a such a radical conversion that there was part of me i remember thinking again thank god i had good people in my life were like I don't think that's it but i'm like i want to quit working in the casino business and go work at church literally applied and my some friends pulled me aside like I don't know if you want to work at church. Like, let that be, <laughs> let that be your own thing. You're, you're called to be in that. Do you want a 75% pay <laughs> decrease? And also how poor do you want to be? Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> how, how many hours a week do you want to work? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and I saw what's really cool is even though I wanted to pursue makeup after that word you gave me. So back up a little bit, you called me out in that crowd said, I, I, what are you doing for a living? Told you what I was doing. Like, wow, you must feel really misplaced. But one thing that you said that was so key, and I still carry this with me today because I apply it to areas now that I want to get into. You said, all of this hasn't been for nothing. You're going to take yeah. what you've done and apply it to, and use it for your, for your next spot that God has you for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, because if you want to have a career change or feel like God's calling you to something different, maybe after you've had kids, you want to change your career or you know, you're much older and change careers. You, you, it's sad when you look back and think, I wasted all that time. It's like, no, you didn't. None of that. Yeah. None of that was wasted. So good. Um, Let me back up though. Cause when we had that meeting, you mm -hmm. came down with my wife and one of your other best friends, yes. Krista, who's mm -hmm. um, someone we'd love dearly. And you guys just came to a conference. Yes. And I was one of the speakers and we yes. believe in spiritual encouragement. So I didn't know you at all. I just no. said, Hey, can I pray for you and spirits encourage you? Yeah. So I gave like a Denzel moment, Denzel Washington moment, prophetic word, you know, like where yeah. he says that pastor called me out and said, you're not called to ministry. You're actually, your ministry is to be in the entertainment industry yeah. type thing. It was one of those moments that was like, you are a makeup artist. You are called to this yeah. type moments. And, uh, and something in your inside of you that hadn't been voiced, like you said, mm -hmm. came alive in you. And I'm yes. not saying that for to highlight my side of the world. I'm saying to highlight that there was a moment in time where it started your trajectory yeah. to pursuing Sean, I hadn't even artistry. I haven't even said it to my own best friends. Wow. Shereen and Krista knew everything about me, and I hadn't even said that to them. It, wow. You called out something that it was like a conversation I hadn't even said out loud between me and the Lord. Um and I think from that point on, it still took me a little over a year to even, I just prayed because I had, when I tell you, now looking back, and especially if you live in LA or in the entertainment industry, you think, oh, there's some few ways you can maybe get your way in. Yeah. I had, I was still working at nine to five. I had yeah. no clue how to there's get no in. no spare time. No, none. And I didn't even yeah. had a, I was in Las Vegas. So I think what's powerful is I did all I knew how to do with a prophetic word, which was just pray and continually be open and show up. And, and I still did a really good job at my my current position, even though I didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and I just looked for ways. I thought, should I go to school? I'm like, no, I support myself. I don't know how to do any of this. And um, basically, I, I needed a way to move to LA, but I didn't know anyone. And that came through friends needing, a, called Crystal one day and said, we need a roommate. Do you know anyone that wants to move to LA? And I knew instantly that was my opening. And the next day I talked to my pastors about it, talked to some friends. 
And after living in Las Vegas 25 years, I left two weeks later and never moved back. Two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's a quick move after a year of praying. Yeah, after a year of praying. It was that. And I think it's really so important to keep your heart really clean in the process when you know that there is a quote unquote promised land and that you're not there yet. You don't even have to get there. God is so faithful to bring people into your life and even just staying so close to him to knowing when an opportunity comes that that's your that that's it leap now go now and now being in the entertainment industry and working as a makeup artist on set you would not believe how close you I still it's like every day before I go to work I don't care what job it is how big or small I spend time praying before I turn on my hip hop (laughs) before I get get going I'm like I need which is also true but I center myself because I'm like, no, I want to come in here as a blessing to people. Um, and I'm sitting this, you know, much closer to people that have real problems, real issues. And I think what's so interesting is I've been there. There's yeah. almost nothing that someone's going through that I haven't also either personally experienced or experienced through a family member. So I love that God has placed me in this world, in this industry where sometimes Christians get a bad rap or, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much like, I don't know. I just feel like there's such a space right now for us to be here and to be able to be the shoulder for someone to cry on, or even just be, it doesn't have to be this major moment. Like God has said all this, God's saying this to do this or do that. Sometimes it's just being the person to listen and sitting there with someone. I love that. I want to take it out of the context that we have to evangelize as our goal. Our goal should be love and evangelism happens because of love, which is important. Well, we're going to come right back, but we're going to be talking about you found your husband by moving to LA. Like a lot of the things that you're attached to, you now have two kids. Mm -hmm. Because you're obedient, most Mm -hmm. of the greater things in your life have happened Mm -hmm. by going and pressing into this calling, which I think is really important for people to hear. So we'll be right back. Hey, my exploring listeners, we now have three podcasts a week. You know about exploring the industry on Mondays and exploring the prophetic, which that's why you're listening on Wednesdays. Well, we're adding one more segment, one more podcast called Exploring the Marketplace on Fridays. I'm here. I have a co-host, Bob Hassan. You're here with me. I'm here with you, Sean. I'm so excited. We're doing this together. We're going to be talking and then also interviewing people. Then what else? We're going to be answering questions. That's right. So if you go to bowlsministries.com, if you, there's a banner, it should have my picture, but it probably doesn't, but it says <laughs> questions for exploring the marketplace. Click on that and submit your questions. And we're already doing this. We've got a number of people submit their questions and we're already adding them in right now. So come listen, subscribe and get notified. And you get to hear Bob Hassan and I talk about exploring the marketplace. I'm here with Lauren Lancaster, and we're going to be playing something real, something fake. <laughs> so I'm going to be telling you some things about your industry and seeing if you know the answers to these questions. I don't think you're going to stump me. They're pretty ridiculous, so I might. I okay. might. I might. Okay, here we go. Number one, Christina Aguilera is ditching makeup. Okay. Is it a publicity stunt, or is she really wanting to shed her image, which some critics say is way overdone? Okay. The beautiful Christina Aguilera has decided after a songwriting session that for her new video that goes with the song, she's going to try an all-natural look. Mm. which should work perfectly for her because it's her. I just want to be an inspiration that you don't need makeup to look feminine, she told E! Magazine. Hmm. That's number one. Okay. Victoria Beckham. Asian cosmetics is a hit this year. And of course, it has fans (laughs) among the rich and famous. For example, Victoria Beckham uses a Korean face mask that contains the excrement of nightingales in order to lighten her skin and get rid of acne. Okay. Which one is true? Oh my gosh. Number one, the word excrement in anything to do with skincare is <laughs> so, so gross. gross. But you know it's used. No, I know. It. It's I know. like cat pee and wow. excrement. It's gross. I don't know which one. You are stumping me. I think the one that's true, Victoria Beckham? It's true. Oh, you I got it. Come on. Yay. High five. That was yes. awesome. Well, yes. one out of three. Let's see what okay, happens. Okay. okay, here we go. Number two. I'm okay. excited about this. Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow has one of the most enviable smiles in Hollywood due in just no small part to oil pulling. Mm. Essentially, it's an ancient, I can't say this word, dental practice. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say it somehow. Euveredetic. Oh, Ayurvedic. 
Ayurvedic? Ayurvedic, oh, yes, know. yes. <laughs> okay. Essentially, it's an ancient Ayurvedic dental practice where you swish around a tablespoon of oil in your mouth for 10 to 20 minutes mm -hmm. on an empty stomach to improve oral health and draw out toxins. The verdict, the benefits don't necessarily outweigh that which you might get from your daily mouthwash. Not to mention, if done <laughs> improperly, you run the risk of a loss of sensation and taste in the mouth. Okay. No thanks. <laughs> Number two, Robert Downey Jr. He isn't just the Iron Man of movies, but Robert Downey Jr. has a rare machine from Japan that is made up of extremely elusive metal that he lays in for cryogenic therapy. He freezes every part of himself except for his head for up to three minutes a day. He recently said, it's amazing. I've even got most of my friends to try it. It keeps your energy flowing all day because your circulation stays consistent. I'm going to live through at least five more Iron Man movies. Oh, my goodness. What's hard about this is I think they're both true. Um, I think that as crazy as it sounds, I oh my gosh, I know <laughs> I feel like I know the Gwyneth Paltrow thing is true, but I also think the Robert Downey Jr. thing is true. I'm just gonna say Gwyneth. You were right. I was. Come on, two out of two. Yes. I totally made up the Iron Man thing. You I did? just was like, I don't know. That makes yeah. sense. I would no, think. No, I would think it's true too. Yes. He should do that. He should do that. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Remember if last you're listening. One, one of your favorite subjects, Kim Kardashian. Yes. You love the yes. Kardashians. So Kim used to do a procedure called vampire facials. To do it, the doctor takes blood from the patient's finger, extracts platelets, and from there, inserts them under facial skin for greater elasticity. Yes. She found a better procedure that doesn't require her own blood, but the blood of the controversial animal, the minks. Mm. They have a right blend of oil in their blood that causes a much more distinct result, said Dr. Reiser from a skin clinic in Beverly Hills. Or, number or, two, okay. snake venom instead of collagen. Fergie mm. found a replacement for Botox. In order to increase the volume on some parts of her face, she uses snake venom. She is setting up a trend because the procedure is in such high demand, it takes up to a month to receive it and only has a few places in L.A. that are willing to take the risk on such a potentially damaging material as venom. Oh, my gosh. This is hard. Okay. I know the vampire facial has some truth we to it. We have some friends who've done this. I've done it. Oh, you've done it? Yes, I've done oh, it. That's I have crazy. done it. Um... But the minx parts throw me off. And the Fergie... Okay, I think the truest Kim, the false is Fergie. No! Oh, There's yeah! no such thing as minx oil blood. <laughs> it's yes. totally Fergie. Can you imagine using venom? No. Yeah, I've that, heard of this I've several times. Of that. They're why. using venom. And it's... I think it got banned or outlawed. Like, they actually oh. had it because... Like, only Asian countries are doing it right now because to work with the venom, it's so toxic. Oh, so my you, gosh. two out of three, you did um, awesome. Okay. If there All was right. a prize, you would have won. <laughs> you would have given it to me anyways? <laughs> given of it course. Of course you would have. Thank you so Yay. much. Yes. Everyone needs someone to process their prophetic journey with them, and we have created a new online mentoring platform where you can grow at your own pace, where we help you develop your own spiritual journey of hearing God's voice. I want to help be your mentor. We have videos, interactive webinars, over five new videos each week. They're going to advance you in your journey and authority. We have so many special opportunities in this platform that you don't want to miss it, including all of our other e-courses coming for free when you subscribe. Come grow with me. Let me train you in your ability to hear from God and interpret what you hear and really bring applications so that your real life is affected by your spiritual faith. Go to bowlsministries.com and sign up under e-courses. We are back with makeup artist Lauren Lancaster, mm -hmm. and this is we're just getting to the good part of the story here because you just yeah. moved to Los Angeles. Yes, and uh, I mean it wasn't easy at first, but it was a, no. kind of a small space of time before it got better because a lot of people yeah. spend ten years before it yeah. starts. But you had a little bit of time where you became an assistant to people yes. doing makeup assistance because that was your background. Yeah. So again, moving here, at least I had a place to live and I had great no. friends. That's more than what most people have when they move to LA. And, um, but I had no idea how to get into the business. So I thought, Oh, well there's agencies. Maybe I should show my book, which is so embarrassing to look back at me. My book, I mean, it was like friends makeup and I'm like, but at least you could <laughs> see that I can do makeup. Cause mind you, this is before Instagram. Yeah. I didn't have a, a web page either. I don't know. Oh, maybe I did anyway. So I moved here, had no idea what to do. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to go in and show my book. So I went mm -hmm. to a few different agencies. The people were so nice. I wish, yeah, looking back, they were so kind to me. Like, well, maybe you're not ready to be signed, but keep in touch. So one of the agencies I met with, this is wild. Uh, I got a phone call one day from this woman and she was like, who is this? I'm like, Lauren, who is this? And she said her name. She's like, oh, well, I'm looking for some help. 
assisting help um on this show are you in are you in town and i was in vegas at the time doing some work i'm like yeah sure i'll, I'll be in la on monday so um, I ended up meeting this woman, working with her, and what the show was was American Idol, but it was nice. the American Idol um, Ford commercial. So American mm. Idol used to do these little, like they were like mini music videos at the end of each segment. I don't even know if they still do it. And so I worked with her every Sunday for the whole season. So I got to work with the idols from you know when they were sixteen all the way down to the final two and the final one. And it was like the the second biggest season oh it was huge it was huge it was it was a really i couldn't believe i'm like i'm in la and i'm on american idol i I was on the show but you know just back it was it was incredible it was a really amazing experience and i'll never forget one of the days she had booked another job and said you have to be there for me i can't be there and i was so nervous i'm like i have to do this like what is going on i think i like call my friends pray for me and that one particular segment now mind you this is filming on paramount studios on sundays um so i wasn't actually on the the during the show time but it was a whole thing where they had to be vampires so they're like we need to interview the makeup artist that helped with the makeup and then you're gonna be on the show and i'm like the one day she's not here, I have to do it. So I like talked about the makeup, but then I ended up. I remember this. Yeah, I still have the screen. Sixty million people. Yeah, or whatever. I had yeah, so many people texting me like, "You made it." I'm like, "Not really. I was just <laughs> not <laughs> not just say." Uh, it said Lauren, Lauren Goodman. Goodman. At the, yeah, Lauren uh, Goodman. Makeup artist, yeah. which was like, I mean, that was huge. Yeah, I still have the picture because a, a yeah. bunch of friends took screenshots and sent it to me. So. It was incredible. It was a really amazing moment. So on American Idol, and then mm-hmm. when you started to get these jobs like this, and they were your smaller jobs, so yeah. to speak. Something was synergizing in your heart too, because you were getting in front of these these kids, yeah, who were trying out, mm-hmm. and they're pouring out their guts to you, yeah. So yeah. talk about that a little bit. Like, what was that like, and what what was your response? Like, when you're really like they're in a place of fear. A lot of them have wrong yeah. identity in being there in the first oh, place. Oh yeah, yeah. So talk about that. Um, I think it felt like a you feel really humbled. You feel very much like a therapist, mm-hmm. which is interesting without any training, but um. <laughs> There is training, right? There's all the times that I've spent praying and I would pray yeah. for people that I didn't know. I'd pray for God, if you would just use me and you never know what use me looks like. And so a lot of times what use me looks like is just sitting there and being a space for someone to dump all their stuff on Yeah. and, you know, being to encourage people when they say exactly like, I can't believe I'm here. I, this is amazing. I never thought I'd be here. You don't even understand. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, this is my dream. You're, mm-hmm. you're maybe on American Idol, but this is my dream. Like mm-hmm. sitting in front of you is what I always thought I would want to be doing and being able to say to someone, and this is like my common go-to because it has always helped me is you're supposed to be here. If you weren't here, believe me there, you wouldn't be here, but you were, no, however far you go or whatever, you know, journey that God or door that God opens for you, just keep walking through it. Keep saying, yes, like you're supposed to be here. Don't worry. And it's such a simple thing, but that's something I would tell myself when I would get in a position where I'd be kind of nervous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hearing people's stories and being able to be that, that person to encourage them. And I think so often, you know, makeup artists, we get to hear the innermost parts of people's heart because so makeup artists were safe, right? Cause you're literally an inch away from someone's space. So automatically you have to be comfortable with yourself and comfortable being in someone else's sphere and people just open up. I mean, it's, yeah, it's wild. Kind of the bartenders of the, the whole industry. Yes. Because a lot yes. of them, like the grips aren't allowed to talk to talent. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, they're of not course. Allowed, like people aren't even allowed to craft Sean, services. I'm their quiet, first stop, but they get to spend I am time. Their with first I, know, stop. I, I remember one of the shows I did and um, I was with the makeup artist in the back. It was a video game show. It's funny. And so she's, you know what I mean? She's talking about her kids and how hard life is right now. She's just, she was, I mean, seriously Debbie Downer. Like it was like such yeah. a bummer that my first experience when I'm trying to be in the right frame of mind to read yeah. a teleprompter, which was new to me at the time. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this after she just dumped on me. And yes. I just, I remember it was around, that was about two years after you had told me a story where you're like, not a story, but just your philosophy of like, I'm their first stop yeah, and I want to be there for them. And I'm, yeah. this is like a spiritual assignment for yeah. me to like help them. Well, I'm there to serve. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting, going back to the words you gave me 10 years prior to this moment, or that was probably seven years prior, I, all my time in the casino business, I was an executive assistant. I was there to serve people. Mm-hmm. I was 
you know, hosp- that's the hospitality business. And I joke around now and I'm always like, I'm like everyone's mom on set. Like <laughs> I'm there for the model. I'm there for the actress. And I'm like, are you okay? Do you need water? What's going on with you? Do you just, you know, and I, you really have to lean on God to, to have discernment. Cause there's so many times where I'm just quiet. I let them talk or no one's talking. Yeah. No one wants to talk. Someone's could be in their head. They'd be having a very insecure moment. And now with Instagram, it's like you have these models that have half million million followers and it's so crazy because like in our business it's like if you're not a huge actress people like i don't know who that is sometimes in more advertising world you're like oh you worked with that model she has like 10 million followers that's crazy how is she i'm like she's amazing and that's the other thing we are privy in this business and on my side of things to such vital personal information you will never catch me spreading someone's business i'm like i know things about people that Probably a lot of people don't know, but like what? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so once we stop rolling, I'll share all the dirty details. Which um, you never do for real. Which no, is, which and it's is like God has entrusted me with this, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and I like knowing, and I like being able to be that person that people share things with, you know. And and I all see the same people over years. I'm like, how did things go with that relationship, or whatever happened? Did you ever yeah. dump that dog? Like whatever happened with that, you know? And just like getting to get inside people's heart and. The other cool thing about knowing the Lord and coming from the background I came from is it's so easy for me to share, like, God is good. Just ask God for help. You know, I don't have to be Mm -hmm. like, Jesus died for your sins. Sometimes just saying, look, I can be that little seed that's planted along the way. And I can say, God is good. He cares about you. Ask for help. I don't care how messy your situation is. Just ask God for help. And people are like, yeah, that's true. Or people love sharing dreams. This is another interesting thing in our business right now is people love knowing about like you know their sign and a dream that they had and I feel like I'm pretty good at like discerning dreams so people will share things with me with their dreams I'm like you know what I really feel like that is and I'll be able to share what I think I know because I interpreting their dreams kind of because God has given me so many instructions through dreams like it's wild it has really played a part in my life and yeah so I'm able to kind of share from a spiritual perspective what that means and I also want to say, if you're in the entertainment industry and you do love the Lord, always come from a place of encouragement. There's enough like bashing on people or being like, "Mm, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Like always try to share from a place of encouragement, make people feel loved. It's so funny. There is that, that line where there's certain people are trying to police it. They're trying to police people's morality who don't love Jesus. Oh my gosh. There's no way to do that. There is no, no. If you start the conversation of, I'm going to help you get out of this behavior pattern. Yeah. You've already lost the conversation. Yes. Because your goal isn't to change their behavior. Your goal is to help their heart. Help their heart and show them. that's huge. And the other thing is with beauty, it's like, yes, I'm sitting there putting makeup on you, which can feel very um, vain or like, oh, who cares about makeup? You're, you're sometimes building someone's exterior, like a temple and it's, Mm -hmm painting someone in and encouraging them along the way really helps their internal space. It's so important. It's like wow. cleaning up your house or having a, a beautiful place to go home to or making your bed, you know, it's that same thing. And it's like, no, makeup is important. It's important to feel beautiful on the outside. That's why I love doing makeup because I feel like it can really change a woman's space. And look, I work with some of the most beautiful people of our time. I really truly, I look at these girls sometimes I'm like, Dang God, if I could have just got her skin. <laughs> wow. I mean, it is. I mean, some of these women are so beautiful. And a lot of them honestly are truly beautiful on the inside. It's just sometimes there's like a, a lack of identity, which really always shakes me. I'm like, wow, you have you have everything. And there's that little bit of identity. So being able to speak into that, like, you're amazing. You're gonna go for it. Or you wanna be an actress too? Go for it. Like mm-hmm. that is God will create space for you. And people are always like, totally like there i never get a negative i don't think i've ever gotten a negative response you know that's because you're lauren yeah hello so i'm gonna take us into um so after american idol part of what i love about your story is that um god created your family here yes through your pursuit of entertainment just for you not meeting matt Mm -hmm. and who we all love and uh, matt's a producer and Mm -hmm. works for a company they do a lot of different types of things yeah I just want to ask you the big question, which is, I think when we pursue God, especially when it's something like this entertainment industry, 
Um, people tend to get married later. And also yeah. a lot of people are saying it's just too hard to find anybody. And, mm-hmm. and I think we need to dispel that a little bit because we have a whole group of friends who are walking with God uncompromisingly. Yeah. And they're doing family in Los Angeles. Yes. And you not only found your husband, but you have some babies. Yeah. Let's talk about Matt a little yes. bit. Like, how did you find him? <laughs> how did oh my he gosh. find you? Matt found me. He likes to act like I was in love with him. I was not. Um, so Matt was actually a PA on those idol jobs oh, that I worked on. You know, I never knew that. Really? Yeah. I've never known that. So the production company that produced these videos were, it was very small. So although Matt was the PA and probably getting paid as a PA, he was actually acting as an AD, which is assistant yeah. director, which meant assistant directors have a lot of face time with hair and makeup because they are like okay guys are you ready are you done doing their makeup let's go let's walk you to set so matt and i had a lot of time to talk we worked together every <laughs> sunday for three months um so we became friends and let me tell you matt was 100 percent nothing what i thought i wanted and especially being um on <laughs> i'm the, sure he's gonna be glad to hear that oh, i tell him that he all the time that, yeah. i'm like you know that but you're everything i needed um you know at the time matt was a christian but not attending a church, not, um, he always wanted a Christian girl, but he didn't even know what that meant, you know? Um, so he wasn't really pursuing God out here again. I think LA can be a tough place. You know, you have to really find your tribe and really stick to them hard. That's intentionality. You have to be extremely intentional. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. You definitely do. Especially. Yeah. So anyway, so I met Matt, um, and then he hired me a few weeks later. To, he was pretty. He wanted to be a producer and like a director, and um, so he. I like how you said that because he is one now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. He wanted to be. He wanted to be. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I was assisting. I was doing very small jobs on my own, and he was a PA. So um, we, yeah, we started talking. I took him to church with me a few times, and then it was like, "This isn't it." We actually broke up for a few weeks. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't it. And, and I had spent, I just want to say when you've spent a lot, I spent all my twenties single, you really build up what you think you need and want. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't fit that role, it's like, that's not it. But honestly, again, staying really close to God and knowing his heart and being mm-hmm. able to hear from him is so important. And I just always felt this like connection to Matt. I'm like, I really liked him. He was really smart and really creative and really cool, but I just don't think he's it. Then he came crawling back a few weeks later, <laughs> um, banging down my door. And yeah, we started our relationship then. So it was amazing. And it's, it's incredible because we dated for a few months. He was like, Oh my gosh, you're definitely the woman I want to marry. And um, I remember Sheree and I went ring shopping because I'm like, it felt less stressful to go with a best friend. And then a few months later, we were engaged and then you married us in I Seattle. Did. That was awesome. It was incredible. And and I have to say, I've, I've had women that I assisted, women that were much older than me, say women that are amazing careers. I mean, I'm not going to say, but I was working on a lot of celebrity shoots, assisting these women who were, oh my gosh, so far in their career. And But the overall vibe I got often was, don't have kids. If you want to get married, fine, but definitely don't have a family because it will ruin your career. You have to be available 24 seven. And again, this is the part where really knowing your, who you are and most importantly, knowing God and, and who he is. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I've wanted Mm. to be a mother my whole life, Mm -hmm. my whole life. And the man I'm now married to also wants kids. I long for children and how does my calling, but I can't have kids. And I thought, no, I'm going to have kids. There really is a divorce, though, in the entertainment industry. It's like, you can't do this. Yeah. And if, I feel bad for a lot of women because men typically marry younger women mm-hmm. who are out here. Mm-hmm. But women, like, they get past the point of being able to have babies. Yeah. And they're like, they have this, the great regret. Yeah. My career is not as important as I thought it was. Yeah, exactly. And so I love that you reconciled that early Absolutely. and said, no, this is part of our life, too. This is part of what God's yes. called us to. Because it's such an example of other people because you yes. guys are doing it. Of You're living course. it. Of course. Of course. And it, there is, look, I'm not going to be like, and everything was perfect. I was on the trajectory of doing more celebrity. I was assisting assisting those artists. I had some chance to work with some really cool celebrities. And I thought, this is amazing. And then I got pregnant. And I was so happy. And I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have... You know, people have this thing where like, oh, well, if you're over the age of 25 in this business, you're basically dead. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, I I work with models who've been working since they were 18 and now they're yeah. 50 yeah. and still getting incredible rate. Like, it is, it, you will believe whatever you want to believe. And if your perspective is you have to be young and unmarried and always available, then guess what? That you're going to shape your life around that. That's right. And I, anytime I had to say no to a job, I really stopped pursuing celebrity makeup because 
look, if, if my, you know, if I need to take three months off, that doesn't work when you're attending to a celebrity, you mm -hmm. have to be available all the time. But I thought I want to build a legacy and I want to do it in LA. And I know that being, having family here sometimes feels impossible, but it's really not. And Matt and I have been so intentional about where we live. We lived on the west side we came back to the east side to be close to shuri and you honestly because i'm like i'm a mom i want friends and i want our church community and matt went from um oh can i tell this story really quick about yeah. how he became producer this is so exciting to me and i tell this story all the time to people i don't care if you are an atheist i'm sharing i share this story all i don't care <laughs> i'm like good. it doesn't matter yes. i'm sharing my testimony because i really believe that the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy that's scripture somewhere who knows <laughs> thanks pastor you know it not me but um i will never forget matt was still matt took a major career change i was uh eight months pregnant so i wasn't working anymore i can't our job is much more physical than people maybe understand you can't like climb hills or be in like the mountains of malibu eight months pregnant so i i will never forget he had um an amazing opportunity to produce with a company he's now with and they hired him freelance he produced a few things but he was still freelancing but his bread and butter his everyday phone calls for work was still very low level it's called coordinating which is basically a pa yeah. um a production assistant just not making great money at all um but every time i opened matt's checks because i opened the mail i was like god he is called to more than this i know he is i know he is but matt was so faithful in this job like he was the best pa you've ever met never had a bad attitude eight months pregnant fast forward i'm about to have my first baby i now i'm gonna be off for work for months and Matt gets a call to be on, uh, it's like three weeks of PA work. And he was like, oh, so-and-so just hit me up to work for three. And I said, no. Wow. Absolutely not. You're not doing it. And he, again, prior had just produced two very, very small jobs for a company that would be cool if they hired him more. But we had no idea. This is all a walk of faith when you're in um, yeah. freelance world. Never know when your phone's going to ring again. You really have to just walk by faith. Um, and I said, no, absolutely not. And he, Matt's like, really and i was like no honey you're you're done i That's know you're marriage done. is so good for us yep. this is so good yes and i call and i exactly and i said you're so done doing that i know you are pursue this other company pursue pr producing and directing this is what you want to do anyway you're totally done and it was really i although i i like rode on that high of i know what god has for for us and this isn't it matt being gone all this time and can i tell you it must have been a week later that production company called him and said um hey we want to come in and we're looking for a full-time producer and we were like yes, yes this is it and that and that was it and he was hired full-time on the other side of town we moved two weeks later or no we moved maybe six months later um but it was like it was that moment of knowing god's character and knew, knowing what he had for us and all the time we spent preparing matt's producing he's directed a few things and you know, we have two beautiful sons. Yeah. Um, we moved on to having the one kid and I'll never forget Levi was eight months old and I was pregnant again. Everyone's like, you're pregnant again. And what about work? I'm like, it'll be here. It'll work out. And you know what it did, Sean? It got rid of all the small jobs I didn't want to do anymore. And it like elevated my career. Cause I'm like, you know what? That's not wow. worth being away from my family. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And it, it's wild. And I tell that part yeah. of my story often too. Cause I'm like, it is possible. Like stay close to the Lord and stay close to knowing who he is in you and who you are and open, you know, go through the doors that he opens and it'll well, and give gonna, it to you. I'm going to touch on that. Cause I think obviously marriage is such a refiner period because you're, you're having to say yes to something that limits you in so many ways, yeah. but it is a promotion mm -hmm. and uh, people need to hear that even for the entertainment industry. It's like yeah. marriage and family is always a promotion when yeah. God gives it to you. Yeah. And I think people are so afraid of that. And yeah. I love that you just said that, that like it refined and it allowed you to say, yes to only what was important yes because i think like when i got married to sheree i had to say no to a million things because we were going through so much her dad was actively dying we had yeah. so much and i had to say no to like all these opportunities and then i realized why was i saying yes to so much yeah yeah why in the world was i occupying my time and space with so much and not doing the greater things that were in my yes. heart yes and so yes. I do think that marriage causes you to be so much more conscientious of who God is mm -hmm. and his love for someone else and mm -hmm. the self-sacrificing. And so I yeah. love that that happened for you. I love that you were such a voice. I know he's been such a voice to you too. Yeah, of course. So, so in that you kind of, you, I love makeup in the sense that it's, there's many genres to it and a mm -hmm. lot of people wouldn't understand that. So you can do celebrity, which means you might be with one celebrity that's for one years. potential for years. Yeah. You're doing every photo shoot. You're doing every interview you're doing. Yep. You might be with just celebrities on the TV show for a while. Sure. So you mm -hmm. might do TV shows. And TV shows like might be six weeks straight. Yeah. 
24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> and you of. never know if it's going to get picked up again. And you yeah. Never know. And then, or you might be in commercial print. Yeah. Or you might be with like a modeling fashion company. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. like you might be on a magazine. Yeah. Those kind of, so there's a lot of options. So when you say, I decided not to do celebrity because I knew what it would cost my yeah. family. Yeah. You weren't being demoted. There's just so many other opportunities that you yes. recognize. Which like, I think oh, is, I could do this differently. Yes. It, makeup as a whole is incredible because there's so many avenues. I have friends that only do weddings, so they work every weekend. There's people that I know that um, do mostly celebrity and they're, they don't want to do anything not celebrity because then it almost makes them look bad. So they just want to be available for all the <laughs> yeah. celebrities, which is great. They can, and I have mom friends that do that also, you know? Um, but I chose to work with a particular agency that was killing it in so many areas. They do, they do celebrity, they do everything. Um, but I stuck to mostly what's like advertising. So that could be anything from Nike ads that you see, uh, Facebook, there's all kinds of brands. I've worked with target, which shout out to target. They're like the, coolest client um but yeah it's very fun because it's it's a very you wouldn't think this it's a very family friendly industry side of the business that i'm on i can drop my kids off at daycare a lot of times and pick them up which is yep. incredible um so yeah it's been like really fun to be able to be in that space and not feel um like i'm not hustling enough or i'm not you know I have to be doing this to feel important. I love my job and I love yeah. what I get to do. So it's been very, very rewarding. And I always think there's going to be a day where my kids aren't two and four and maybe then I'll pursue a more celebrity culture. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I love when you said, because when you're learning about, you know, we talk about marriage being such a definer when you're learning about uh, more responsibility that relationships bring. Yeah your yes becomes such a strong yes that you mm -hmm. say no to like a thousand things at once. You yeah. just say no so easily. And I think as a Christian, we think when we add these relationships, they're going to take away from our calling, but they yeah. actually refine it, yes. define it, and create more for us. And so I yeah. think if you're, if you're called to be single, we were both single for a while, uh, and that's beautiful too. That could be yeah. a beautiful thing. But once you are married, and then especially once you have kids, when if you feel like it's going to be a demotion or if you feel like it's going to take away from your career, mm -hmm. we're two people who had obviously only added to our career. Oh, my gosh. It really made your life way better, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you sure went has. from... Kids, yeah. Just kidding. No, it's true, um, though. No, like... it is. It, it is. And I think that has been the conversation I've had with lots of women who, oh, I'll really... And, it, you know, I've literally had people say to me, it's your career or family. That's the lie. That's the lie. That's the lie. I'm glad we're addressing it, though, because I think um, when people are praying for the industry, those who aren't in it and who are mm -hmm. watching this, they should pray that a move of family happens yeah. in the entertainment industry. But those who are in the entertainment industry should be praying for their family. Yeah. Like, you are called to a family. Um, yes. There's very few people who are called to be single. Yeah. And so if you think your entertainment calling is special because you're going to be single the whole time, mm. it's going to be so much better once you get that community, that family yeah. around you. And it actually changes your priorities in a way that actually adapts to greater things to happen oh, in your life most of the that. time. I love I mean, I had that. 30, I was 37 when I got married. You know, I was older. Mm -hmm. but And I accomplished a lot before I got married. Yeah. But the greater things didn't really start in mm -hmm. the in the greater ways until after I was married. And yeah. I, I look at your life with Matt and how just that moment you shared about being a catalyst for him to say, mm -hmm. no, it's time to stop saying PA work. Well, Sheree's the one who said, it's time to stop being a senior pastor. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, get thee behind me, Satan. And then <laughs> three weeks later, we're in therapy and the therapist says the same thing. Like, I just don't hear this anymore in you. And I'm like, yeah. I guess I'm not willing to let myself go on that identity journey because mm -hmm. it feels so foreign. Yeah. But it actually feels more natural to actually go after the media stuff and everything else I've gone after. Yeah. But I wasn't giving myself the same permission. You need those core relationships. And what yes. I've seen is a lot of people who are in the entertainment industry, whether they're a makeup artist or a hairstylist or whether they're a director, producer, talent, they are so independent that mm. they make all their own decisions as the most powerful voice in their life. And they yeah. don't share that power very often. But what happens when we get married? We you share, the power. share the power. You have to share yeah. everything. You, even yeah. if you pretend like you're not going to, eventually yeah, your marriage you will break to. down. Mm -hmm. And you'll break down. Yeah. And you either break down and get built back up or you yeah. get destroyed. You know, that's what yeah. happens. So I love for you guys at that happen. Is, is there a time that Matt was a catalyst for you for oh saying yes? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. He still is. Look, I'm not immune to being like, oh, my gosh, I, I shouldn't. I don't want to take this. It, it, this literally just happened where anyone in the business knows if you if you aren't work or say you have a few days off or you're looking at your calendar and you don't have work and you're like i don't have work if you book a, a vacation 
the next day you get a job. It's like, it never fails. So wow. it's like a joke. It's like, if you won't work, just book a vacation. So you have to be, <laughs> so it sad. is my agents like, well, you booked a vacation now four jobs want you, but I, I feel what's incredible also about my agent. He's a dad and he has a family and he totally gets it. And this just happened recently where we had a family vacation booked. Um, it was Levi's fourth birthday. We were going to Disneyland. I promise you, I think I lost mm, four, four, four different clients wanted me that whole weekend. Can she do it? My wow. agent's like, nope. She And wow. I said to him, I, I don't want, like, I really don't. I, and it's like that wrestle, but I have to go back to Matt. Matt's like, Lauren, you have set aside time for your family. God has never, like, we're not going to be on the streets. God has never God done this. God always blesses family. Oh, yes. yes. God always blesses family. So Matt continually reminds me of that. And if I've had a bad day, Matt will say, you're not called to that anyway. Or you're fine. Like, look at what God has done. Yeah. Look where God has brought you since. Yeah, he's such a grounder. We both have, yes. I have Sheree, who's such a grounder of identity. Yes. And it's like, there's times when I've, I would say the same thing in a different way, which is I would say right when we plan some of the greatest moments for mm. our celebrating our family or being connected to family, I feel like God allows that challenge to come up. Sure. I really do. Because I feel mm. like I've been... There's time, I remember one of Sheree's birthdays, um, one of the most famous musicians in the entire world who is giving her heart to Jesus actively at the time, um, was like, hey, do you want to hang out today? And I said, well, it's my wife's birthday. And they said, oh, we'll bring all these people and we could all hang out for your wife's birthday. And for me, that would be really fun because yeah. it's just God's in it, the whole thing. And she's mm -hmm. more private. You know this about her. She's mm -hmm. more private. And she goes, I would just rather be with you because we had planned Aww. like a date day for her birthday. Yeah. I don't really want to be with all of them. And I listened to her and I was like, there's this tension of like, yeah, well, but we'll do, do you... your birthday tomorrow then. Yes. You know, because this person's going down for one yeah. day. And I said, would it? Would you want to be with these people at all and then do your birthday tomorrow? She goes, no, I really want today to be the day. Mm. And I didn't feel like resentment or anything. I was just like, okay, I want to honor you. Like, I love yeah. honoring you. I love this. And we had like the best day. Aww. Like the best day. And yeah. opportunity came back around for the person. But sure. I do think that there's those, it, it's like learning how to walk into high profile or high power mm -hmm. or popular culture or politics or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, like you do have to have those identity boundaries yeah. reinforced all the time. I'm so glad that Matt does that for you yeah. and you do it for Matt. Well, I think too, there's so much of this buzzword in the Christian. We're like, we're going to do things different. We're going to change the industry. And guess what? Sometimes changing the industry is saying no to an opportunity and being with your family. Absolutely. And it's not always this idea of what someone thinks that changing the it's like change the industry i love this industry i'm not trying to change any i want people to feel you know feel i want people to feel their identity and feel loved and know they're valuable that matters a lot to me but at the end of the day you know we have one life and i'm like i love my job and i love my calling and i feel so purposeful in it but i really love my kids are really cute and i want to be with them <laughs> as much as possible totally. yeah so I having the partner um, and we just constantly go back and forth with this, you know, encouraging each other. And it's, it's really been a special, it's been amazing. I can't I'm imagine so going on this journey with any, anyone else. There's no one else who can handle me, but Matt. <laughs> this is true. I agree. <laughs> well, we're going to come right back. And when we do, one of the things I'm excited about is some of the God stories of what has happened mm -hmm. on set. And there's one particularly about a woman who was going to be doing assisted suicide and mm. you did her people magazine cover shoot yeah. with her so we're going to talk about that story more when we come back i sure hope you're enjoying exploring the industry our brand new podcast in the exploring series we've explored the prophetic now exploring the industry well it's listeners like you who partner to us that make us be able to or enable us to be able to make these incredible podcasts and to create conversations that show you what God's doing behind the scenes in people's lives, especially in the entertainment industry where you don't normally get a God vantage point. And I love that these incredible people in film, television, music, and all the other industries are sharing such vulnerable stories of how God is doing things in their life and changing the world around them. And we want to continue to make these incredible conversations and to be able to speak this narrative into the body of Christ so we would have faith for what God can and will do. So please join our partnership. Or if you just want to give a one-time donation, go to bowlsministries.com and click on partner. Welcome back to Exploring the Industry. I'm here with my guest, Lauren Lancaster, who's a makeup artist in the entertainment industry and a dear friend. Mm. And we get to talk about some of the stories that happen behind the scenes because sometimes you're the only one in the room with these people. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's, 
intensity that happens behind these sets and these scenes and a lot of things are like they have to be fast moving and yeah. you're the first one they see and then you're touching with yeah. all through the day. But one of one of the stories I think it was really key is I was really gripped when this young woman was going to do assisted suicide in Oregon, the state of Oregon. Yeah. And I remember just hearing about this and then it was about to be on People Magazine. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking this is, she didn't, obviously she's not a Christian and she didn't have hope yeah. that there'd be any other scenario than death. And she didn't want to go through the very, the worst painful part of it. Yeah. And so she was being an advocate. So she was being a voice to this is, I'm going to get this dignity. Yeah. And a lot of the Christian community we've been, we were just sad for her. We were mm-hmm. just, you know, some people were even upset or mad. And you got sent on a film shoot to, or a photo shoot to mm-hmm. actually do her makeup. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. I remember when this was happening because it was, I mean, it was all, it was all over yeah. the news. And, um, I remember even my mom talking to me about it cause my mom's a nurse and just sharing her opinion on what was happening. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. You know, like didn't, I don't know. The woman didn't really know much. And I was on set on another job and I got a call from my agent saying, Hey, um, so you're off the next few days according to your calendar, we want to send you to Oregon to work on the woman. Um, and she's doing one last photo shoot to tell her story. She's going to wow. be on the cover of people. Wow. And literally the only person we can think of that would want, that would want to do this or be like the right person to do this would be you. Are you willing to do it? And I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, Cause it's so sad in the topic, yeah. but I mean, as a Christian to go in there, cause we were praying for her, Yeah. but to have somebody go there mm. and be with her, mm-hmm. like in the context of like to provide a different kind of comfort through the yeah. service. Yeah. So what happened? Um, I remember feeling really, it was like a weird excitement. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Anything could happen. She can change her mind. She can ask you what my opinion. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Yeah. You know, I just thought, what my job is, is to go there and make her feel beautiful. That's all that matters. And, um, yeah, we went to her home and she, at the time was living in a different house than what she was. She moved States. I think, um, I forget where she was living exactly like, but she, at the, this current place was her mom was there and her husband was there and it felt sad. I'm not going to lie. It didn't feel, I mean, it felt sad. Mm-hmm. And she, again, since as a makeup artist, we are the first stop. We are, we're with talent before anyone else comes in and instructs them. A lot of times we're there early and I flew in with a stylist and photographer and they were out in the other room doing their things. It was just her and I, and she was showing me all these pictures of what she used to look like before she had to take all the steroids. And she said, I just want to tell you, I'm very uncomfortable with the way I look. Um, I'm 40 or 50 pounds heavier because of all the drugs I'm taking. This is what I used to look like. So I'm very uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, that's okay. We're going to make you look amazing. And that was it. You know, I just was able to sit with her. Um, it's a very sensitive subject and time, obviously. So I just really leaned on God of like, how much do I say anything? Or obviously I'm not going to say anything, but how do I act? And I just felt like I was there to be a very calming presence to her because, because of the way she looked and because of the controversy behind her story, she overly wasn't it, it was like this mixed bag where she was really excited to tell her story and be an advocate for what she believed she was doing was right versus, and now she's getting shot by a well-known photographer on the cover of people and having a hair and makeup person there in wardrobe, you know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was a very vulnerable position for her. So, um, I, there was a, t- a moment where the photographer said something when she wasn't in the room and I was just like, Oh my gosh, that is really mean. Oh. And I just, Sorry, this makes me emotional. I just remember thinking, like, how can you guys act like this? It's just a usual job. We're not here getting a celebrity. Like, this woman is what she's going through. We could never imagine the amount no. of pain and seizures. There's so much behind that story of what this woman was going through that we don't, I, I don't know. And to have a crew there, the privilege of being in someone's home. This was two weeks before she did it. Two weeks. Wow. And to have someone say something like that, it kind of shook me. I was like, Wow. So, yeah, so that was um, maybe not the glamorous side of our jobs, but we get sent on assignments, you know, and we never know what people are going through. And I knew that that woman was about to take her life, but there's other people I'm sitting, you know, behind that. I don't know. Just worked with another guy recently who everyone knows him. He's a photo assistant. He's an amazing, was an amazing person and um, find out he has cancer. Are we talking about it on set? His back pain? 
Two weeks later, I found out that back pain was cancer. I'm texting with him. Wow. I, I mean, I went to bat for this guy, praying, crying. It felt like as a mother, as someone's son, he was younger than me. I'm like, I am praying for you. I'll come up to your, wherever you are, I'll come pray for you. And he's like, thank you so much. I really appreciate all your prayers. Like, I'll get through this. And then two months later, we found out he passed away right wow. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. And I think this is key because like most people are like, hashtag pray, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. not real. And yeah. I think you're actually there like with that woman going there. And I remember you were saying, if it, correct me how, if I'm saying it not correctly, but I'm, I'm kind of going into more of a Pentecostal moment where you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm basically laying hands on her, yes. praying for her, praying oh, for life, yes. believing for her, like loving her. Yes. And you weren't there in the final moments. You don't know what's happened. You don't yeah. know how God was to her or yeah. what she responded to but you were just one more of god's mechanisms of love in her lifetime absolutely and i i do feel like so many um so many people like they think of the entertainment industry as you go in and you're gonna do these god moments where everyone gets saved and yeah. there's those moments there's <laughs> sure. those moments where you know i've met people that are more along their journey of discipleship because of you sure and but there's also the moments where you're more like Daniel in Babylon. Yeah. Where you can't, you can be you, you can mm -hmm. have your faith. Yeah. But the moment you start to project on somebody else who's in a false system yeah. is the moment you get booted out. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you, you know, like, I think it's really interesting where Christians then have this performance mentality to go in mm. because it is a mission field, mm -hmm. but they think of it as a mission field. Like I have to do this work yeah. or else I'm not really doing this right. Yeah. And I think that, that, you know, I keep hearing over and over, I hear, hear you say, I, my job is to make people beautiful. My job yeah. is to be an encourager. My job is to, and a lot of people who would take on this role, like if you just graduate like a YWAM base or a yeah. Baptist missions group yeah. and you come into Hollywood, you're thinking, who am I going to share the gospel <laughs> with? You know, like you don't think of like, totally. how am I going to love? How like am I going to love? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like I, I so believe in the transference of energy. Like, right. I feel like as Christians, sometimes we forget how powerful that is. Like, touching someone I touch people you, that's my job I have to physically touch them and I so remember being on that with that woman particularly and I thought God I won't be with her in her final moments but really getting to to minister to her with just my spirit like if I really believe that Jesus lives and is breathing that same energy that rate that same spirit that raised him from the dead yeah. is in me how could that not impact people yeah you know so yeah well it's, tell me a big win story tell me one of the ones that was like Oh, God. Um, one of my favorite stories was a woman I was working with um, who had terrible back pain. She was another makeup artist. So she's in our industry. I've known her. She's quite older than me. Super respect her. But she, um, yeah, I've always, anytime I saw her, she had back pain. She's really in shape, too. So it was kind of strange. And I was working, and I remember she saying, I just have so much back pain. And there's such this thing as Christians where you want to be like, I want to lay hands and pray for you. Yeah. You really can't do that. Like, I'm at work. Like I'm under someone else's space and time. It would be like doing multi-level marketing in the middle of work. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's what yes. one of the directors who's not a Christian told me, yeah. you know, the problem with faith at work, we have these Scientologists and he didn't know I was a Christian. So yeah. he's like, we have these Scientologists coming and they try and like get you to read their Dianetics book or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be offensive to, you know, Scientology, but yeah. I'm just, you know, like he's like, it feels like multi like you're doing another side business, yes, side hustle. A, yes, a side and hustle. Because I would never let them work for me yeah, again. Yeah, we're on a job, brother. Yeah. Like you can't. So that is the mentality in Hollywood. It's like yeah. you are here for this. If you yeah. do, if you bring anything else into this, yeah. If you're a makeup artist and you're all of a sudden you're like, I have this eyeshadow and you're trying to sell it, yes. you will never be hired again. No, so that's of how Christianity not. is viewed or religion is viewed sure. as well. So it's not just when you say that, it's not that you have fear. No, of course. It's that there's protocol. Yes, there's, there's and a I'm, lot I'm of a rule follower. I am yeah. very, very much a rule follower. Um, and when it comes to that stuff, I'm like, I'm here for, I'm on the clock. Like I'm here to work, but yeah. you know, there's sneaky ways to do things. So anyways, <laughs> tell me about back pain. And Sean, it was, I was unbelievable. I literally got this word of knowledge and this has not happened often, but I'm like, you have an unbelievable amount of unforgiveness in your life. And that's what your back pain is. And that's oh. what I felt like God said. I'm like, How did you say that? I had to figure out a way to say it. That didn't sound so offensive. Wow. Because I really don't like offending people. So I did. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, this is going to sound totally wild, but I'm just going to say it, okay? And she's like, okay. And I'm like, I really feel like your back pain is connected to unforgiveness. Is that true? She immediately starts crying. Wow. She said, um, Lauren, I don't forgive anyone. I don't forgive people. And it, And she went into a specific case where she really didn't forgive a family member of hers. And she's going on and on. And so this is what's wild. I was like, 
I didn't know she's a sneaky Christian. So she she's a Christian, but not like, I don't know. She was just kind of doing her thing, I think. So that kind of language, actually, she was totally okay with. Do you know she told me that either that morning or the night before, she said it was crazy. I was kind of praying, um, which I don't ever do. And I felt like, God, just bring me like a Christian to say, like, just bring a Christian into my life to like help me with this. Oh How gosh. wild is that? And if you knew That's this, amazing. you wouldn't. She was a little scary. I was a little scared of her. So to fast forward 24 hours later, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like it's tied to unforgiveness. But once you let that go, like your back pain will be healed. And I was able to pray for her. Like it was all real quick, but it was really powerful. And it was such a moment where I'm like, wow, like that, that was, that was powerful. And hopefully she chose to forgive because, you know. (laughs) <laughs> she'd have a much better life moving forward <laughs> no but that's that's huge those are those moments yes. where people like when you're interpreting dreams or when yes. you're telling someone something like this taking that big of a risk and yeah i know that they're um th- those are like you said it's scary to yeah. take those risks and but the beautiful thing is the payoff nature of god yes where you're yes. you're you're there for breakthrough you're yeah. there for heaven to break in you're there for god to show up yeah but sometimes that's like St. Francis of Assisi says, I, I preach Christ daily and sometimes I use words. Mm, I love I that. Because it's like, I'm being Christ yeah. everywhere I can. Yeah. You know, I'm being like Jesus, but sometimes he asks, actually asks me to use words or I know it's the mm. time to use words. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, I even felt like that after my first son was born, any woman who's had children could, I'm sure, connect to this is after I had Levi, I remember it was about three or he was three months old and I had a big job that I knew I was going to take because it was easy and it was working with babies and I, Sean, I was so sad to go back to work. And I thought, my gosh, I'm going back to work to put makeup on people. This is so vain. And this seems so unnatural. I'm leaving my baby to go do something so like, who cares about this? Like I really struggled to go back to work. It was very hard for me. And I had a really powerful encounter with the Lord when I was praying about it after I was like done being super ticked off about it. (laughs) Um, Because it felt wrong. I'm like, God. And it was this amazing encounter with Jesus where he said, um, Lauren, those are my kids. As much as you love Levi, I will take care of him if you take care of my children. Wow. And it changed the whole trajectory of my job. I went in, that really set me on a course where every job I took, I'm very purposeful about it. Um, and I know going into it, I'm like, okay, God, I'm like here on assignment because I'm leaving my kids. And they're obviously in amazing care. I'm not just leaving my kids, but um, I've seen him so take care of my children in so many incredible ways because when I'm on set, I'm taking care of his kids and I'm, I'm there to serve in so many amazing ways. And I'm there to make the production great, make a great photo shoot, have some fun, dance a little bit, (laughs) bring some joy. Um, and I really see that as my purpose, you know, and some days I get to really love on people and some days I'm just quiet. I'm just there to make someone feel beautiful. So I'm sure you're not very quiet, but (laughs) it's not your nature, but not my nature. (laughs) Very true, Sean. Fine, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. so dealing with beauty. So we're mm-hmm. dealing with makeup artistry, and there's probably a ton of Christians who don't even understand the context of like, why would you do makeup as mm-hmm. a spiritual profession? Like you're taking this as a mission field, as an occupation with God. Yeah. And there's just a lot of people who might have a judgment or, or just a lack, an ignorance about it, like sure. a lack of understanding about it. So take us on the spiritual side of that journey. Like what is oh beauty? Oh my gosh, I could do so much with this because this is, I mean... You're right. It's probably just a lack of understanding. But before I was in in the industry doing makeup in Hollywood on sets, I was teaching makeup to women all over the country with an image consulting business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a really fun part of my journey that I didn't touch on too much. But um, prior to moving to L.A., I taught makeup. And let me tell you, when you sit in front of a woman and I'm saying, oh, my gosh, you have amazing skin. Like, you don't even need to put all that on. Why are you putting all that makeup on? And these women would look at me and say, I have amazing skin. Wow. No one's ever told me that. And I'm yeah. like, who are your friends, sister? You're beautiful. Or you have incredible cheekbones. Let me show you how to put on blush. Like it's these, you're speaking into someone's beauty. And so many women, this is what blows my mind, did not grow up in, a, in an environment of encouragement where someone celebrated any part of them that was beautiful. And I feel like it's so, it's okay to say, wow, you have amazing hair. Like, you can thank your parents, or I always tell you, you have amazing skin. Like, I know. You, well, you and I can honestly say, I was like, the first time you told me that, I was really encouraged. And then every makeup artist I've worked with yeah. has told me, oh, your skin's flawless. Yeah, your skin's you have perfect amazing. skin. And there's nothing wrong with encouraging someone. Like, that's like saying, oh, you're how, like, why can't, when we admire the beauty of, 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 like, 
I don't know, the mountains or something. That's God's creation. Like, wow, this is so beautiful. And to be able to say to someone, you're incredible. You're beautiful. Like being able to take my job and look at it that way is incredible. And makeup's fun. Like, why can't we, where did that being a Christian and having spiritual things, like it's actually a very fun business and showing someone how to do something that maybe they're feeling a certain way on that inside and they don't know how to express it guess what? A red lipstick could help express that, you know, or showing them how to do their eyeliner, like the way I do it. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. So it really does like touch their inner identity. Of it helps course. to bring it on the outside. And of I think because it's been it so exploited yes. that many people will look at it and go, well, there's sexual makeup or sexual mm. issue or there's, it's all suggestive or yeah. there's, or girls are getting into it too young or whatever. There's this yeah. whole thing. And you're in the middle of like, no, let's come back to balance. Come back to balance. Let's come back into what this is. This is an artistry yes. that should enhance our lives and enhance yes. our inner beauty. Not Absolutely. just, you know, especially when you're doing it on set and mm-hmm. for pictures and everything else. Yeah. You have to have it because yeah. it's just the lighting. high definition yes. and the lighting. It just won't look yes. right. Yes, But of so what would you say to the young girl who is, or maybe young guy who's like, I wanted to pursue this. This is real. This can be a calling. This Absolutely. can be an assignment. I would say there are, there is article after article. Now the whole buzzword of self-care, which I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with. I am too. Oh, I love the self-care wellness. Um, how it even, I've read so many articles. I taught a class recently about self-care and knowing how to um, do like a five minute phase to make you feel better. There is like so many studies right now that about the effect of how makeup and skincare actually affects your anxiety. Wow. Yeah. It, about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was something totally Harvard, makes sense, yeah, yeah. Harvard did a study about it. It was called the lipstick effect and how if people are feeling anxious or feeling depressed, how putting on, they call it the lipstick effect, but it's makeup, how putting on a little bit of makeup can actually feel like, okay, wait, I do have some I'm taking sense. Care of myself. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing that makeup can be seen as self-care sometimes as women, as moms, um, you only have five minutes and you're like, how am I going to really love on myself and feel prepared for the day and feel like, okay, I have on my red lipstick that I love, or I have on my favorite mascara. It's important mm-hmm. and it makes you feel good. And why that's beautiful. It should make you feel good. That's what I love Absolutely. about it. Yeah. So let's put a God label on it. And just mm-hmm. as the last thing, as far as what do you think God thinks about this industry? Like just mm-hmm. if you could communicate to people from God, what you think is hard is, mm-hmm. what would you say? I would say that God thinks it's so fun and that it's a beautiful expression of the beauty that he already created. He already created yeah. you beautiful. This is an, an incredible way to express it. That's so cool. So it's yeah. not a substitute. It's an expression of God's heart. Absolutely. And he's the creator. He loves creativity. And yeah. so to be creative with our fashion and our makeup of and our course. hair and those kinds of things of is so important to him. Although my daughters do get disturbed when I come home and they're like, Daddy, you were wearing, wearing makeup because they're four and six. <laughs> so like, you were wearing makeup. Oh, and I'm no. like, I, I had to for set. I don't normally yeah. wear makeup. But yeah. I understand this for a lot of women. And if you don't wear makeup, that you're empowered however you do self-care or of however course. you find beauty. Of I course. Love that. Of course. And I don't know if we want to throw this in there, but there are studies that during the Great Depression that lipstick sales like skyrocketed. Oh, wow. That women bought lipstick during the Great Depression because they thought, I don't feel good. My home is falling apart. We don't have food, whatever's going on. But if I have this They're indulgent w- item, that yes, them. it made them feel better. It was like, I like connecting mm-hmm. to self care because self care is self love. And yes. we have to have the healthy kind of self love. Yes. It's part of the gospel. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. So yeah. there has to be that place. Yeah. Which you and I are on that kick. And I think the entertainment industry is going to help bring forward. Yeah. I love well, that. This has been Exploring Industry with Sean Bowles and Lauren Lancaster. Mm. And Lauren, we so appreciate you were on today. I want to encourage you, those of you who are going after things that may be unusual, maybe your family doesn't fully support you or doesn't understand this, or maybe you're not in a church that understands this level or this part of the calling. But I I think every Mm. sphere of authority needs Christians. Every place of authority needs Christians. And the entertainment industry also needs Christians. The entertainment industry needs people who will go on a journey and will represent who Jesus is in his love. And it's a lot more simple than you think. Mm. Usually the things you find the most beautiful are the things you would want to do the most in life, period. Mm. And so I'm going to encourage you to go after your passions, your dreams, and go after what God has for you. It may look different than everyone else, but it'll be worth it. 
Thanks for listening to Exploring the Industry, our brand new podcast. And it's actually part of the podcast family of Exploring the Prophetic. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly stories on Wednesdays that are everyday people like you and I who are hearing God and God is changing our options. He's changing our world. He's transforming culture around us because we're saying yes and obedience to God. And then on Fridays, we have Exploring the Industry. So make sure to subscribe and you're going to hear these amazing stories twice a week. And we need these stories right now. I know if if you're like me, you need the encouragement. So come join the conversation. Thank you for listening to Exploring the Industry. We're believing that God's going to change the world through the entertainment industry. And we want to invite you into the conversation. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell to this podcast. Also visit us at bowlsministries.com where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your spiritual journey. 